the future of photography. Hello and welcome. This is Chris Marker. You're listening to the future of photography uh, today. It's just me and Adrian. Good morning. No, good evening. Yeah, recording well, in the de- evening. De- depends on where people are listening from, really, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> Could be good afternoon. It's yeah. My 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 whole schedule is completely messed up anyway. So yeah, um, tell me about it. But that's okay because we're here and we've we've carved out some time to chat and to make a podcast for everybody's delight and enjoyment. So I'm good with that. Yes, uh, Jeremiah and uh, Imar are going to be back in. A week or two from now, but um, the, the timing didn't work out. So, yeah, you have to make do with us. <laughs> um, the TFOC, does that mean anything in the title? It, it it does. It means the future of cameras. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which okay. I think is distinctly different from the future of photography. I mean, yeah, well, aligned. Yeah, there are connections, obviously. But I, I do have a friend who says he has two hobbies: one is photography, and the other is cameras. Uh-huh. So I, I like that. I like that. Let's <laughs> yeah. let's dive into that right after our highlights because we do these at the beginning of the show. I have a highlight. I found well, I, I found uh, an artist years ago, um, a Swedish artist. And he's not a photographer, but he paints. And his name is Simon Stolenak. I think that's about how you pronounce it. And when you open his website, uh, it, it'll load a whole bunch of uh, of his paintings. I've just um, done that. Wow. Very impressive. It, it, you have to go through that. He, he builds stories, um, visual stories that play in an it's hard to say in a, in a kind of a sci-fi universe that is but that, that is set in the 80s in Sweden so it's an alternative universe of old machinery old alien machinery being broken down at the side of a field with uh, uh, a boy with his little sister walking past looking at some strange stuff on the horizon it is this amazingly um yeah immersive kind of drawing and he has these drawings on his website he has has books i have two books of him and uh he has these drawings on his website and and then all all of those pictures you will also see kind of some close-ups in there and when you look at the drawings they are really like photographs and then you see the the close-ups and it's like oh no wait that's a painting and it's it's incredible i I, i'm i'm absorbed in it as we speak it's um it's almost like uh it's a sort of classic in some ways a classic dystopian sci-fi almost a graphic novel kind of uh or or comic kind of artwork style isn't it but Um, it's very photographic isn't it? it 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 is yes but also done in um in paint and i mean I've well it's in some of the brush strokes it seems to be yeah possibly it's not, some kind of acrylic or oil but i i think it's digital but it's all digital wow. i think it's all okay. digital but um yeah it it has all the hallmarks of being a painting that's what it looks yeah. like that's what it feels like and it's yeah it's mind mind-boggling it's so good that i instantly went and bought a book and then another one all oh, right okay it's very very immersive very again i think 
I think the reason I'm I'm bringing it up here is that I mean everyone should look at those photos and maybe take a bit away for their own composition. You know, it's one of those things where you go, oh yeah, that's actually exactly the way it should be. Yeah, the, I that's mean the, the composition like. is great, and and the way the images hang together, it definitely looks like. There, there's there are some parts story of stories behind it. Yep, there yeah, are some, some story behind it, um, and every single photo in itself is its own story. So you have these, uh, these 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 books where the, there's a continuous kind of story, even though there's not a lot of writing. It's mostly the pictures that speak for themselves. But then every individual photo has a story in itself. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could paint. Because these are locations that are kind of hard to find for photography, <laughs> if not impossible. Yeah, yeah yes. Well, th yes. So this this is where we really need Jeremiah to talk about this art, isn't it? And his his work in in three um, D rendering, yes. yeah, um, applications like uh, that. That would be. Uh, I'm sure he'd he'd have a great interest in this as well. But it's a uh, yeah, it's very it's in uh, very compelling, very yeah. compelling. It I, is. So that would be my highlight. Uh, an older highlight but still he's he's still he's doing new new work right now so definitely ah, worth, good stuff definitely yeah, worth good following st yeah absolutely well well my highlight is um my highlight is more of a doing highlight <laughs> um, okay uh, uh this week uh so i had uh the dubious privilege uh, of taking photographs of uh, a bunch of eight-year-old girls on roller skates this weekend just gone <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun well it was a it, challenge it right was. to be fair to be fair it was fun um because i enjoy taking photos and i especially enjoy taking photos of people so even if it has its challenges i still really enjoy it and um, and uh the although there were some tense moments mo mostly i was um holding my breath when uh a, you know, a girl or, or multiple girls would come roller skating up towards where i'd set up to take the photographs and not really be in control um and then uh you know things like go go straight through my backdrop and <laughs> oh, so, so so okay okay i, I was grab uh, hold of my light stands <laughs> when you when you say shooting roller skates i thought you were shooting them in a skating rink in motion but you set up a set for them yeah so this was this was a party actually ah, um, uh, uh, so it was it was a shared birthday party and the party was down at our local sports center and uh it was a roller skating party ah, a roller disco okay. party a and it had a sort party. of 80s theme to it so okay. there were you know neon colored sweat bands and armbands <laughs> okay. and tutus and stuff like that so, so it, did your did your setup uh, survive it did just about but when 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 the these young girls who who weren't really in control would grab at stuff often they'd try and grab at a light stand not really not realizing that you know above their head was you know a 48 inch umbrella and stuff like that would come clattering down on them so i i but but i did manage to sort of fend them off every yeah uh, and, and all your gear made it out trouble. alive yeah, to be okay. to be honest, it was um, it, 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 there wasn't a lot of money at stake here. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I tend to sh uh, I shoot using you know cheap Chinese lights and 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 fairly cheap hardware and stuff like that. So so the only expensive thing really was the camera and the lens, and I made sure I kept that well out of their way. But and you needed a reason to buy better lights anyway. 
yeah well i did i tell you tell you right so this is that is a good point um i did for this because because of this particular photo shoot i did buy a backdrop it was a a sort of uh a, a brickwork but a hanging uh hanging vinyl cloth backdrop ah, okay. uh, um, and it was a, a sort of urban brickwork kind of um back uh a print on it so 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 that i had something to shoot against um but yeah, the I, I do uh, I, I did use pretty much. I did have to buy a couple of light stands as well because I didn't have enough. So I, I I did use it as an excuse to buy a new kit, but it was peripheral <laughs> kit, if you like. It's okay. <laughs> Sounds cool. Okay, what a highlight. Um, <laughs> let's get into the topic: the future of cameras. The future of cameras, yeah, because actually, and 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 I I did the research for this and and planned it um uh bit before we had uh recent announcements which you're going to cover later on um but the, the the thing i wanted to do is is just have a chat about how you feel about cameras the types of cameras you have what you're going to do where you think the future is and just you know um and and really focus as well on uh the the number of cameras right so so this is why the 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 uh the title of the show is tfoc the future of cameras more or fewer and because it occurs to me, right, if I look through my cupboards and what have you, where I keep all my photographic kit, I have many cameras, <laughs> but I don't have lots of duplicates. I do occasionally I have two cameras that are, uh, yeah, would do the same job more or less. Um, but uh, I don't really have lots of the same thing. But when you add up everything from phone cameras, action cameras, uh, you know, interchangeable lens cameras, waterproof pocket cameras, film cameras of various different kinds, instant film cameras, it ends up being quite a pile of, of stuff. And so and and then yet when when we see all the headlines, it's, it's always in, in the press, it's always doom and gloom. You know, the camera market is crashing and, and you know, uh, it, it's it's all going to end in tears and how do people go and make money and, and what's going to happen you know as camera firms start disappearing and stuff like that so i thought well th those two things seem to be going in opposite directions don't they I don't know. if if the camera <laughs> yeah. market is crashing it's not because of me that's for sure i was just i was <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Uh, while, while you were um talking i looked around in the room this is my my studio where i well it's actually my office i call it the studio because that sounds much better um, but, um, of course, this is where I keep the cameras and stuff, uh, my recording gear and so on. And I, um, I've counted the cameras that are in my sight that I can see from where I am. Oh, go on then. Tell me. Um, and I have taken the liberty to count the smartphone front and back cameras separately. So that would be a smartphone with two cameras. Okay. Um, and I get up to 11 11 that's not two, bad two of them are film slrs uh two dslrs uh, i'm crazy right two smartphones because i have an old one for <laughs> some testing purposes but that one has two cameras i have a an instax behind me um there's a oops there's a large format camera on tripod because that's just a nice piece to have standing there, especially when I do some video stuff and it's in the background, looks nice. Um, and I use that every now and then. So you got to, yes, and, so, I, and uh, I have the uh, web the uh, webcam slash Sony A fifty one hundred that's looking right at me. It's not filming right now. Interesting. So, so on on that basis, yeah, you've got a lot. <laughs> 
and and these these are just the visible ones. I have some stuff that I need for some workshops, which is tucked away in boxes. So, yeah, and it's not super yes. tidy here. Otherwise, there would be a few, a, a few, a uh, couple of fewer cameras in here. Yeah, well, my my yes, my 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 study is quite tidy today. So on that basis, I've got I've got a phone I can see with two in. I've got one in my laptop. Uh, and there is also a, a point and shoot uh, digital camera on. Oh, I forgot the, the camera in the top of my iMac. Yes. Ah, uh, well, there you go. So I've got one, two, three, four. I can only see four, but the cupboard that is next to my desk has got plenty in it. So. You know, there are cameras <laughs> here that that I really had to remind myself of that that they are cameras. So I initially didn't count them. It's like, wait, wait, wait. There is a camera. <laughs> So oh, 12, this, 12. <laughs> Sorry. 12. Okay. Well, you're do, do, doing quite well. Well, well done. 12 is a good number. This is this so, is not me showing off. This is this is me this is me telling you that I need to tidy up the room. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's I I I get that. I mean, I I I I have cameras all over the place most of the time, but it is quite tidy today. So, I mean, the point of asking all of this is is I mean, a lot, uh, some of those things you've mentioned uh, as with some of mine, you know, that especially the film cameras, you're you're not going to buy many more of those. Right? So, so in in a world where we're comparing how many cameras we have versus the state of the camera market, actually you know, there, there, there's not that many that you, yeah, there's not all of those that get replaced. So you're not going to replace your large format camera, most likely with the new model that comes out next year, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer to that is no, you're not going to replace, unless you are going to replace. I, I got a bit, well, you, you know, you know, there, there's, there's, a, okay, so, um, you, you said that, right? The, the, the there's, um, the future of photography and the future of cameras are two different things. Yes. And uh, photography-wise, I believe I'm at a point where I kind of know what I'm doing and I don't really have the the gear acquisition syndrome as bad as I used to have it because I, I learned the hard way that buying new gear doesn't make you a better photographer. And I think I have all the gear I'll ever need. Really? Well, that's a bold statement. What about well, all of those new but, Canon tilt shift lenses? But then there, there's always, <laughs> always this one or two things that kind of pique my interest because I am also someone who likes cameras. So um, there's new stuff on the horizon that I might be looking at sometime in the future, possibly, maybe. But hmm. Uh, interesting it's an interesting question so so would i'm torn you say i'm then, torn that's what i'm trying you're to torn say. okay well and and as am i i'm probably in the same space i don't really have much uh gear acquisition syndrome for cameras um possibly for lenses i think that there's a few lenses i'd still like to get and um because i have i have most of the lenses that i need but some of the lenses are a bit more expensive and i struggle to justify them and and stuff like that for what i do but so there's a few things there but overall you know th th i i i'm in a good place right i, I i'm very fortunate I'm, I'm in a good place but this so so you know, the the thing about this is that yeah you know, for me and back to the question really is well where where do we go from here so you know yes there's just a sort of kit refresh thing isn't there that's going to every few years you're going to you're going to buy the next newest version of the thing that you've been using for the last few years you know I'm my, trying to my, drag that out 
Yeah, and 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 as the as the technology for digital cameras these days is far more is far more mature than it was ten years ago, it's easier to drag it out now. You know, the 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 steps are very much small increments now, aren't they? Um, whereas ten years ago, you, you'd you'd double your megapixels and your quality of image, yeah, you know, every couple of years or so. So, it's a bit it's a bit more stable now than it used to be. But so. And I can so so that I think yeah helps me to understand why it is that the market for interchangeable lens cameras of whatever kind um, is decreasing. And of course, that's what we see on the stats, isn't it? It's like you know, Canon and Nikon and Fuji and Olympus and Sony. So Sony are growing their business, but but they're growing a market share in a in a decreasing market space. Um, and so you know, it's 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 still a decreasing market, even though they may be seeing growth. So. But there seems to me to be load, loads of other stuff. And if I think about, you know, the 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 yeah, lots of cameras, of course, and we don't even need to say this really. But the you know, the majority of cameras now being built to put in uh, other devices, mostly phones, other you know, computers, things like that. Cars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cars. Yes. Good one. Cars have lots of cameras in. Um, uh, at least modern cars do um my car i don't think has any cameras in it but yeah, so, <laughs> my car is an older one <laughs> so my, my my um i mean i'll be able to answer that question where does it go with cameras probably just for myself because i know a lot of people i've, I've just held a workshop on the weekend where uh, we did an entire weekend on on light and the diversity in cameras is now really really big so if I look back, maybe 10 years, 10 to 15 years, the, well, I mean, maybe not even 10 years, the camera landscape was mostly Canon and Nikon, and that was it. Maybe a couple of Sonys, but really not that many. And now it's all over the place. There are so many more brands. I What I think is going to happen in, well, in some future is that uh, some of those manufacturers won't be there anymore. Because there must be some form of consolidation coming up, especially now that those entire, <laughs> that all the sales, not not just DSLRs, but also the mirrorless cameras are really falling. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? And do I think I'm going to buy uh, another camera at any point in the near future? Mm uh possibly um uh but yeah you know, am i going to buy it as a photography tool or is, is it uh, am i just going to get a new car i don't have any plans to buy a new car maybe i should plan to buy a new car because if i buy one it'll probably have 10 cameras in it that'll help the industry a little bit if i buy a car with 10 cameras in it but do i want what what do i think about stuff for you know for my own photography well it, it goes two ways i mean it's you know i have bought a new camera this year the point and shoot i can see on my desk right now is a, is the small fuji fixed lens i can't even what's it called the x xf10 i think it's called so it fits in my jeans pocket very easily um and it has an aps-c size sensor in it and a 28 mil equivalent lens so that's a great little thing and i bought it and i use it in certain circumstances and then there are other times where things happen uh where i just want to go back to my standard cameras you know and and i don't think i want to buy any more of them so you know but it seems it for me it's both there's there's pressures both ways because this uh i guess because the technology for digital cameras is now far more affordable than it was a long time ago 
you can actually get some really cool cameras and uh, and and some of the companies are are making efforts to create some even in the in the, the scope of sort of your what you might call the core dedicated camera machines it, there's there's still scope for innovation and small small runs i guess or smaller production runs hmm. i don't think fuji are going to sell many xf10s and yet they've somehow <laughs> managed to make the economics work around that because maybe it's because uh, they're using standard technology maybe it's because you know uh, fabrication in 2019 is far more flexible than it was in 1999 you know um which is why you can buy a car which has a different colored roof right and and things like that. but it's uh, it, it's a really i can see the pressures on it both ways both ways so let, let me ask you a question right so um do you think you need more ty- do you personally want to buy more types of camera at the moment what are you missing at the moment um i'm in a strange position because Maybe a year before the whole mirrorless thing really started taking off and all the announcements came in, I invested in two big DSLRs, right? So I have these mm-hmm. two uh, two big one full frame, one APS-C DSLRs that are both state-of-the-art still, that are both really fast, that are both like cool and everything. Um, but they're big, they're heavy. So every time I'm on a workshop when someone has one of the new full-frame mirrorless cameras, I go, mm, yeah, kind of, <laughs> <clears throat> it's kind of tempting to go that route. Then I play with them and then I find that God, it's still not really, I, I, I don't really feel them yet. And okay, I that's, think, that's fair enough, and yeah. I think that is important. If you want to use a tool, you better like that tool. Oh yes, yes, uh, it, absolutely. It could be, it could be, they, they could be image quality wise. They could be so much better, which they aren't. But that's fine. Uh, if let's assume they were, they were faster and everything. But I still need to have joy when using them for my pictures to turn out good, right? Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's what reason I use the cameras I use is because I love the way they feel. Yeah, and, I, and, and there's and, and there's different types of cameras for different types of people. So everyone will find their camera. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it could be that I'm just old and I just have my ways, and it's hard to change. And um, which I don't think is is the case. Um, but I, yeah, I don't feel them yet. They so, lack okay. a certain personality. Fair, fair, fair enough and everybody and, and it's interesting because everybody's going to have their own point of view and that's exactly how it should be yep. i mean so because i know that you have a drone but i i haven't bought a drone um i uh, part of me thinks i'd like to play with one and then part of me thinks that it would just be too much hassle and and you know i'll hardly be able to take any of the photos i want to because yeah when it comes to landscapes i prefer urban landscapes and nobody's going to let me fly a drone over london <laughs> Chances, chances are, if you, chances are, if you have one, you will underuse it. Yeah, but I love, um, but I love my little waterproof camera. Right? Do you have a Do you have a waterproof yeah uh, camera that's focused on stills rather than video, perhaps? Well, my iPhone can can handle water. Okay, all so right, that's good. Mine. I, I never use it in water, but it could. I could. 
but I, I love having a dedicated tough camera, mm-hmm. which which you can take in the sea and uh, and and you can uh, and I can give to my children as well, and I don't have to worry about them breaking it uh, and stuff like that. So I, I like having a dedicated camera for that, um, and the the image quality is nowhere near what I get from some of my other cameras, but I get f- photographs that I love because there's no other way I could get them. You know, mm-hmm. there's no other camera I have where I could just jump in the sea with it and bob up and down and take videos and photos of people. So, so it, it allows me to make images I couldn't otherwise make. So, you know, uh, but do I want a, do I want a GoPro type camera, a, a video action camera? Well, I've tried those, um, but no, I don't really. I don't, I don't get that. Um, I read an article recently about uh, the the concept of the the current crop of 360 spherical cameras uh, and how, in theory, they should kill off front-facing action cams because you can decide what direct... You can just hold it up on the end of its stick and then you can decide what actually is your shot after the fact. Mm -hmm. You don't ever have to worry about, you know, pointing your chest cam towards the right thing you can just carry your 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 camera around and because it's 360 you can choose later on what it was that you wanted to see so uh, uh, but i don't know that those are actually killing off the action cam market so it'd be be interesting to see where that goes have you have you got one of those i know you've played with them but do you want to buy one i've I've, i have a rico theta uh but an older one so the resolution isn't that high i've thought i've played with it um i didn't have a device to watch the pictures on to look at them ah, that's, um, yeah. so so what i had to do is find a service and then upload them and then you'd have your smartphone and you turn around in the room and kind of look at the world that you took a picture of through this window of your smartphone um but uh now i have the oculus quest so i can actually be inside those worlds i can actually go inside and uh and look around and this is an entirely new learning process. So um, there's the stills, there's the video, then there's the video that you have on a tripod. You move it around on a selfie stick, um, which feels, which which seems, if you have never been inside a VR thing, uh, which feels like that would be fun, but most people get seasick from it or VR sick <laughs> from it when the thing moves around because it's it's uh, it's this visual your visual sense telling your inner ear that something's moving and your inner ear goes what nothing's moving and they don't agree and then that's uh for some people that's a sign of um getting VR sick so yes. it, 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 there's really an, a learning process also in these pictures how do you guide people's attention because I know perfectly well how to guide people's attention in a rectangular or square format. Because I've done this for thirty plus years. But ah, yes, good but point. But in that, in that, how do you compose? There is no composition. The only thing that you can do is find the place, like your location, your perspective. But you cannot frame anything because there is no frame. It's a frameless photo. So that's an inter- yeah, interesting. It's an we could we could do an entire episode on that. Um, <laughs> we sh- we should we we should make that a practical a field trip sort of thing where we actually go out and try it and then bring back right. our stories. Yeah. Right. So so it's it is it is it is one of those areas. I'm I'm totally in into that because, and I'm probably going to spend some euros on uh, an Insta three sixty. Oh, are you okay? I've considered that <clears throat> certainly. 
which which has the now is at the at the resolution which is is the one that you were talking about where you don't really have to it, it gets kind of self stabilizing so um that is interesting and what i want to use that for is to take people on some of my travel right to sit them in the middle of lake baikal right you can ah yeah, if, yeah so so okay. if you get to my workshop website you would click on a little vr headset icon and you'd be at lake baikal and get an idea what it feels like what it's like so does there. that mean that next time you go to lake baikal and, and you go out on the lake uh, you're going to have a hat on it and there's going to be a little tripod and on top of that a camera and you're going to look like a google street view car <laughs> not likely it's probably <laughs> it's probably a lightweight tripod thing that i can just place somewhere and then well and then hide if if there's a place to hide to take the photo that's the other thing as a photographer with a 2d camera it's easy to hide because you're behind the camera with a 360 camera there's yeah hard. it you fundamentally to... it fundamentally changes the nature of yes, composition it does. doesn't it because you know it, historically photography composition has at least in part been a process of reduction so you have this big wide world and you have to reduce it into something that makes sense and captures your creative vision in a rectangular mostly frame right and and that is you know uh, whereas with a, a spherical camera um, most of your time is going to be spent figuring out where to hide. <laughs> like, it is part of the it's part of the equation. Yes. Yes, and uh, and 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 if you're the sort of person as I am who shoots with accessories, things like lighting stands and and, and modifiers and stuff like that, yeah, that that is all going to be visible as well. So you're not ever going to get the chance to reduce that out of scope either, mm-hmm. um, and, and unless you do the post production trick of uh you know cho- choosing your rectangular view in post-production and, and making it stick <laughs> there but it's uh yeah it's it's an interesting one that is it so so what does all this mean for the future of photography then <laughs> well it means that the the whole the, the ways to use a camera and this the specialized cameras are on the rise there will be more and more and more of cameras that will do certain things better than other things Oh, okay. Well, don't let the the phone manufacturers hear you say that because they're trying to get us all to consolidate. But <laughs> which is likely, <laughs> is likely it's which, going to happen? Yeah, I, I, do. You know what? I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. I think there is going to be a, a a number of people, and and Ema, our very own Ema, is absolutely one of them for whom that consolidation into a single device is absolutely the right thing. And then there are going to be others uh, who are going to be looking forward to trying out all of these niche new things as well. So um, I suspect I'm somewhere in between because I do like taking photos with a phone when that's the the thing that I have around. Uh, and uh, but uh, but I also like playing with different types of cameras. So I, I can see myself buying some new types of cameras in the future as they come along. But uh, there we keep, go. Keep the industry going. So I'll do my best. I'll do my best. So and the it's good to know that won't it's have not- to give up. Yeah, and it's good to know that it's not all doom and gloom when everybody when you read all of these news news articles that the 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 camera market is crashing, because actually there are plenty of places where you know there is room for innovation and new stuff. So, cool. Okay, let's close this off with the picks of the week. Do you have a pick? I. <laughs> 
<laughs> mine is a pick that actually doesn't exist right so i would like to i would like somebody to invent roller skates with proper brakes on because <laughs> i really i'm reasonably certain that my my experience of taking photographs of roller skaters at the weekend probably shortened my life expectancy <laughs> And it's not because I worry too much for my kit. It's because I worry about the fact that it, you know the, the these you know roller skaters, these young girls, they could have been hurt, right? Because they grabbed hold of the wrong light stand and it wasn't stable and it came clattering down on them and stuff like that. So um, either that, or I'd like somebody to invent uh, you know uh, some sort of floating platform that I could hang my lights from, so that people could skate around underneath it without worrying about it. <laughs> yeah, get a proper studio with with a proper some proper stuff hanging from the ceiling. That would be nice. That <laughs> that also would be so no, unflexible. It, it would. Yes, uh, I really don't want to have. I really don't want to have to 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 get a photography studio just to hold children's parties. <laughs> okay, so that so would be my pick of the week. A little, uh, not a very serious pick of the week. How about you? My pick is a camera by the world's biggest camera manufacturer. I'm of course talking about Apple and their new iPhone 11 which ah. was just announced um just a couple of days before we recorded this um and yeah I mean I'm I'm serious they are the big, world's biggest camera manufacturer and uh the uh, the way I see this the iPhone 11 is an in- incremental update to the iPhone 10 10s 10r and so on uh, but of course, the camera is kind of a really important thing, and their iPhone 11 Pro, which is the like the, the biggest one, the expensive one, yeah, the expensive one. <laughs> well, they're really all expensive. expensive. Um, <clears throat> features three cameras, and I'm not including the selfie camera. Three cameras pointing away from you. At um, the 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 middle one, they kind of kept almost kept. The focal length, um, I think they moved it to 26 millimeters. So it used to be 28. Yeah. Relative it's pretty to, close, though, to what most people see through their phone cameras. Right, isn't Rel- it? relative to the, to, the, to the 35 millimeter format. So 26 millimeters. They have added uh, an ultra-wide camera, which is at 13 millimeters. That sounds like fun. I like that. I like and that And then idea. they added a telephoto camera, or what they call telephoto camera, which is equivalent to a 52 millimeter, which is, of course, yes. not telephoto if you are a proper photographer. But um, it uh, compared no, to No, but what, it's a good walking around lens, though, that one. I mean, <clears> I, oh, think, you know, I my brain tends to work in a roughly 50 mil. I think right. if it, my... Uh, I think 45 mil is probably where the sweet spot is for me, but 50. But it's difficult to buy a 45 mil lens. Um, but, uh, anyway, I don't have that iPhone. I don't. I'm not at this point not planning to get it. At least not for for a month or two. <laughs> well, you had a new one last year, I think, didn't you? So, yeah, I have the XR, yeah. which is perfectly. See, fine. mine is four years old now. My phone is four years old. Uh, you have and, permission. And, yeah, well, I, it, it, it's funny because I'm sure that um, uh, we, we have two older iPhones in our house, the, the, the iPhone 6s, and, and both of them are four years old now. And both of them have been having battery issues this week. And, and you know, <laughs> and you just know, it's just like, yeah, they know it's iPhone announcement He's week, don't they? The phones know. to get a new iPhone. <laughs> the phones know, no. It is a new reason to go and get a new battery for it, though, if they still sell oh, it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to go into too much depth. We'll probably have an episode, especially about that one, just about that one, because it, yeah, it is. Yeah, part I'm of especially intrigued to see. 
Yeah, I'm especially intrigued to see because one of the things they announced was that um, using the Filmic Pro app on that new phone, you can film in two different uh, focal lengths at the same time multiple in cameras 4K. At the same time, including, I don't know how many, but at least two at the same time. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Um, of course, we are at thefutureofphotography.com. If you want to contact us, you'll find everything there. Also on Twitter at tfopnow, T-F-O-P. And O-W will be back in, in a week with another episode. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.